0: There God, It's it's us,
1: Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to Good Girls Gone Sad. This is the podcast where we answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? We started this podcast to
0: dispel the rumor that good girls go bad. Sometimes they go sad, but mostly good girls go wherever they
1: want. So we are here to unpack our religious drama together. And yes, you heard that right. We said drama because the best parts of religion are performative. Just a reminder, as always, we're not here to bash. We are just here to bond. You want to introduce our guest? I would love to. We <laughs> I mean, have banter question mark, and we never know what to say <laughs> <after>. <laughs> Where like, we're really funny. And we actually, we
0: normally do some pre banter and that's our problem. Anyway, yes.
1: um, we should we'll, speak to our guests. We shouldn't hit record. <laughs> um, but
0: our, I mean, our pre banter was delightful. So I'm truly so excited for this conversation. Um, so we have today Matt Giddens, who is a basic New York gay, an architect, and interior designer. And here he is. Hi. Yeah, you're allowed to start talking. We're really bad at introducing people. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> sure I was allowed to
2: talk before. Yeah, it's, a, not,
0: like a, yeah, it's not like an unmute on Zoom situation. <laughs> Honestly, we're waiting for the day someone's like, can I
1: just introduce myself? <laughs> I, I do always think on Los Culturistas, like they have these like 10 minute conversations. Yeah. And I'm like, is the person just sitting there? Like, yes. Oh, it's there. legitimately
2: like 20 minutes long now. It's insane. <laughs>
1: do they <laughs> mute your microphone? Like <laughs> They I'm do. Sure. Okay, I was going to say, because you're definitely like laughing, right? I was like assume. go on their diatribes.
0: What do you
2: have to cough like?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I feel like they are definitely. Allowed. I feel like
0: they're definitely muted or um, like I feel like they've been doing it over Zoom lately. Like the guests will be over Zoom and they will yeah. be fully muted and/or will on um, seek treatment. They just don't even let them in the
1: room. But- like they don't even let them in the Zoom room. <laughs> <until> like- <laughs>
2: They Still lock them in a out. little, like, closet under the <laughs> stairs, and they don't let them out.
1: Harry Potter style. I mean, the thing about us is we would never do that, because we would be like, are they mad at us? Yeah. <laughs> they can't be let <laughs> in. <laughs> they're furious with us. Oh, Love it. Well, welcome, Matt. Me We're so too. excited that you're We're here. Too. We love it. Okay, we can just Dive, dive right, right in. in. We've been having way too much... Pre-recording banter. Um, okay, we would love to know what is your good girl origin story. Um, I Would like to point out, as always, good girl is a gender-neutral term, so <laughs> anyone anyone can defi- can identify as a good girl. Um, but we just want to know what made you a good girl, the good girl you are today, or the former good girl you are today. Mm-hmm.
2: Unless you're like a four-legged animal and you're super cute.
1: Yes, unless you're yeah, you're <laughs> a unless good she- boy. <laughs> you're a good
2: boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. I guess. I guess the way that's framed, I would say that I have always been a good girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a good girl in the sense of a very niche communities term. And now I'm free from that. But um, yeah, I guess like my origin story, you want me to like start there? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and I grew up in a very evangelical community. Um, My, I went, to this church called Briarwood. And it is like the beginning of the Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian church in America movement. And essentially back in like the sixties and seventies when, um, you know, racial, like all the civil rights stuff was happening and all these churches, most notably the Presbyterian church and the Episcopalian church, I think were at least on the Protestant front of things thinking about, okay, how do we need to, like, really reconcile all of these issues, and the Presbyterian Church was, you know, making steps in that direction, and, of course, in the South, people are racist and terrible, (laughs) and, I mean, people are racist everywhere, but um, in the South, you can get away with more, and um, so my, the church that I grew up going to in, like, the 70s, they decided to break off from the Presbyterian Church, which is now called the Presbyterian Church USA, or at least by that community, and um, form the PCA, the Presbyterian Church of America. And um, it was like a sneaky way of saying, we want to stay racist and Uh also not have to like, progress in any sort of direction other than what we're doing right now. Um, And so, yeah, so I grew up in this church. I would say for the most part, like, yes, the racism still exists in so many different capacities. It just looks very different now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went, I grew up like the poster child in this church was there three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday nights. Um, Youth group, big thing. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, (laughs) We've talked about that because Catholic people don't have youth groups. No. Because they go to Catholic school.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. Or
1: we have, like, um, you go
0: to CCD if you're not, like, in being educated at school, or right before confirmation, you have to go through, like, a series of classes. But beyond that, like, we had, like, kind of a youth group, but it was – we never really talked about God. We kind of just threw dodgeballs at each other, which was a negative experience. Yeah. Like we had like, <laughs> we had lock-ins and if you ever fell asleep, like people would draw on your face. And I'm like, I don't think oh, Jesus God. would draw on people's faces or bully you for that. But <laughs> so the same guy who would bully me for falling asleep is the same guy who bullied me for having a too short skirt when I was singing in the choir. It's the same guy who teaches theology at my high school now.
2: Um, We love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. But yeah, youth group like wasn't, isn't a thing. Um, Yeah. And I do think we were constantly talking about religion though. So it's not like I was for lack of conversation with my peers.
2: Yeah. I mean, the like youth group was, it really did become like, like my entire community Mm -hmm. and like friend making, Mm -hmm. you know, machine and like all these other things. Um, but yeah, so, like, this church, you know, like I said, has a bunch of, like, racist origins, but also is, like, super conservative, is, like, super obsessed with, like, every word of the Bible is true, like, biblical, you know, like, following everything by the letter of the law to what the Bible says, um, so, like, you know, growing up queer in this entire environment was really difficult, Um, but it was also like, I was so immersed in this community that I like community was the most important thing. So it's like, if you think in any way that you could jeopardize your community, then you don't even like explore that path. So (laughs) it wasn't like looking back on it. Yes, it was really hard, but like, look at that time I was just like, Oh, I just can't be that. So whatever. Like I still have my friends and my family and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so like there's a whole other side of the coin of
0: like, your other needs are being met. Yeah, like, yeah. You feel, like, pseudo-fulfilled. Yes. yes,
2: exactly. And, like, you're also being fed that, like, God fulfills you. Or, and, like, <laughs> your, your relationship with Christ fulfills you. And, and
0: if it's not, you're not working hard enough, so just keep praying. And
2: everyone else says that theirs is being fulfilled. So, like, right. you're, like, yeah. oh, my God. You're all in this, like, euphoric high together. And, um... And, like, then you realize, okay, I'm, like, everyone's playing the game. So I've got to play it, too. Mm -hmm. And so you get good at it. Um, But then, so then this community also, this church, a ministry of the church was the largest private school in the state of Alabama. And that is also where I went from, like, little toddler in daycare through graduation. Um, So, like not only was I saturated in this like church community it literally was like every breathing moment of my existence um so yeah it was really insane like everyone in the Birmingham or Alabama like adjacent area calls it the Briarwood bubble because it Mm -hmm. literally is its own little world and They have their own, like, state-mandated police force.
0: What, is, like, a campus?
2: Yes. Well, there's two campuses. One of them is the church campus that also has the elementary school on it. Mm. And then there's the south campus, which has the junior high and the high school. I guess, so, all of that is, like, a huge part of my origin. But at the same Mm. time, um, you know, like, my parents were, like, very much all about all of this... Like, the two most wonderful people in the world, love them to death, um, like, they raised me to be a wonderful person, and, mm-hmm. like, I, it's been a lot to, like, reconcile, okay, like, y'all are still part of this community, but I, I cannot sever myself from you, and mm-hmm. they obviously don't want that to happen either, but, um, but, like, they really, like, thought that this was important. And they put their money where their mouth was, and yeah, they, me and my two siblings, that was, like, what Yeah, I wanted to ask, I
0: was like, how big is your family? Where are
1: you in the birth order?
2: I'm the middle.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we talk a lot about, like, we feel like birth order comes into, like, how good you were <laughs> a lot, like... <laughs> or, like,
1: what your motivations were, mm-hmm. I think, is what we found, which is interesting, because I feel like... The like peacekeeping vibe yes. is oh my huge. God. Like Vanessa talked about that a lot in that in her episode of like always wanting everyone to be happy, like yes. people pleasing everyone.
2: I mean, like in my case, that was a big part of it in the sense of I cannot lose my community. Mm-hmm. I can't lose everything that I have. Um. So yeah, I mean, like everyone, like you know, you get to that certain age where like everyone is like, what's your testimony? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. oh my God. and it's like, okay, I guess I got to figure one out. So like you're all playing Travel quick. Yeah, yes. Play-
1: nice story. Yes. Yeah. Well, like it was like, funny. It
2: was funny. Cause like in ninth grade, um, in the state of Alabama, we actually had like this insane day of, there were over like 40 something tornadoes that touched down oh,
0: wow. and,
2: um, like tons and tons of people were killed. It was honest. I, I don't, I don't know if this stat is like a hundred percent correct still, but like at that time it was like considered like one of the deadliest days in all of like natural disaster history in America. Oh, wow. And it was huge. It rocked the entire state. And um, one of the tornadoes actually touched down like right by my house and went down our driveway and we had to rebuild like half of our house. We were in the house when it happened, mm-hmm. um, like in the basement, but like, it really wasn't, like, that bad because, like, yay, we have insurance and yay, like... -hmm.
1: New kitchen. We're
2: Yeah, (laughs) we're, like, a fine, you know, middle-class family, everything's gonna be fine. Um, But, like, I remember being, like, oh, my God, this is my testimony story. Like, (laughs)
1: like... (laughs) Thank God something bad happened. Yes, like, like, thank
2: God, like, I have an incredible story now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, you're just constantly, like, trying to... Or I was just... I was very obsessed with, like, I've got to do everything right. I've got to like really fit into this community and not only fit in it, but like be like the most involved person.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you go to conventions and stuff?
2: I would go to like, yeah, like in middle school, we would go to this, um, it was a camp. It was at Covenant College in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, it was like a big PCA, (laughs) I mean, the PCA is huge. It's, like, I think it's, like, probably the second biggest evangelical movement behind the Southern Baptist church. It's pretty big. Um, If that's also not true, look it up and roast (laughs) me later. Um, But it's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on top of that, like, my church was big enough. I mean, it was a mega church. It was big enough to, like, host its own shit. So, like, we, like, our church would be hosting, like, all sorts of, like, retreats and camps and stuff mm-hmm. all the time anyway. So, I was like involved in all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that was like a yeah, that was a big part of it.
1: Was it like new agey church, like like the big ugly mega church vibe or was it like a pretty old church with a choir? That's
2: an that's a really interesting question actually. Um, presbyterians are big on like the ritual mm-hmm. of It's kind of like it's kind of like how episcopalians are. Mm, yeah. It's it's kind of like Catholicism meets Protestantism. <laughs> um, like, our church was in the late 90s and early 2000s, kind of like, took this path when when the pastor changed. They took a different path and kind of started integrating contemporary with traditional. And that was a really interesting and weird thing. Um, but the church is like, it's this massive building, but it's also like still very traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I did not have like, now the youth group part of it was a little bit more like new uh-huh. agey, like you're listening to Hillsong, yeah. and you're, um, I mean, I that was also a huge, huge part of my life was I was in the youth group like band mm-hmm. and we would get gigs like all over like the city. Like, kind
0: wow. of like a celebrity.
2: Yeah, kind of, yeah. 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 And it was, like, huge, huge part of my life. Um, Because music has always been, like, my thing. Um, What did you play? I so I played keys for okay. that.
1: Wow, yeah. so you were like the That's one. one. That's cool. Oh, I was the
2: one on the synth
1: pads. Yeah, when, everyba- they were... when when everybody gets quiet <laughs> yes. and they are like Yes. yes we yes. gather today to think about God. So you mentioned about- good, Christian fun um, <laughs> oh, when we were talking
0: God. earlier, does the like exit like trigger you a lot? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's so true. real.
2: Um yeah, no, it really does. It it kind of is that insane like like, I don't know what it is about that, but, like, if you've ever experienced it in, like, a real setting where you were buying into what was happening, yeah, it's powerful.
1: Oh, it's so, oh, yeah, it's it's so <laughs> Like, so emotional. I remember I went, my church was, like, very traditional in some ways, but then they had a praise and worship service so that was, like, uh, in the gym, yeah. and my dad liked that one because he didn't, like, want to wear a tie to church, <laughs> <laughs> something silly, and so we usually went to that one, but, like, and I felt like when I went to the other one, I was very disconnected from it. And then when I went to the praise and worship, it's, like, so emotional and just, like, I mean, honestly, it's good marketing. It, yeah. like, yeah, pulls you in in a way that, like, the other one is, like, oh, we're checking all these boxes. And then the more emotional, like, youth group side of it was, like, you need to actually, like, cry and dance oh and, like, mm-hmm. all of those things come into it.
2: Yeah, I still remember there was this one night where we had, like, our regular, like, Wednesday night, like, meeting... And it was like instead of there there's usually like some sort of like little mini sermon that happens at these things but every once in a while we would do one where it was just all music like the entire time Mm -hmm. and like those were big nights where we would prepare for like weeks like learning all sorts of different new and interesting songs and like you know putting together all of the transitions and you know, everything was like this big production and i remember this one night it was like i guess we knocked it out of the park because everyone was like sobbing at the end of the <laughs> night and everyone's like oh my god and everyone was like we're having a revival and i was like i i don't know okay um
0: it's a good show guys yeah oh <laughs> mission accomplished It was
2: really funny, but there were so many people, like, crying and getting up and being like, I'm addicted to porn. And (laughs) everyone's like, oh my god.
1: (laughs) I think the testimony thing is very toxic. I, like, when I was in college, I sort of was in and out of different groups, and I went to this one for a while, and, like, I just, I felt like people would get up and talk about things, and I was like, no, you need to see someone. Like, you need to go to a Mm -hmm. professional. You don't need to be like, I prayed away my, like, problems. It's like... I mean, if that works for you, then that's great, but also, like, that's not a message to communicate to other people. It's, yeah. like, if you're having, like, a serious kind of life-threatening problem, you need to go talk to a therapist or something, not, yeah. like, talk about it on stage. I don't know. It really bothered me. Well, it's also toxic because
0: I... So, we had, like, a senior retreat that we would go on with our senior class, because I went to, yeah, really to school, and you had to, like, sit in these circles and cry, and everyone had to give a testimony, and I was like, "To be honest, nothing's wrong with my life right now." I was yeah. like, "I was like, this is great. Like, if I went if I went on America's Next Top Model, I have nothing to say. I've got bad ADHD. That's is that my struggle." And so I like said something, and the problem was that. Everyone at the school was so close that it was there was nothing new and you just had to like rehash things in front of your peers Or you really didn't have anything to say because we I came from a place where a lot of people were very privileged And like like you were saying earlier, you have to like quick suffer Um, and so I said something like I have an older sister who is pretty successful And I was like, I feel like I'm living in my sister's shadow like everyone here knows her blah 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 and my retreat leader that year was the music teacher who like knew me and my family very well and he's like that's bullshit say something else (laughs) and I was like (laughs) (laughs) but it's like I have talked to kids since who were like I was queer and I like that was obviously the thing I wish I could have said and then like but I can't I can't say that like I don't feel safe so it was it was so weird you were so surrounded by your peers and like technically uplifted and like But no, like people would go, they would go home and tell your parents, absolutely, if you said something like that, or they'd be like, bullshit, that's not a struggle. And I was like, I'm doing my best. Okay. Now I have things to talk about. But uh, before that,
2: it's weird because it's like promoting this very, on one hand, it's like promoting vulnerability. Like that's not happening in a lot of American circles. Mm -hmm. That's true. So like that was one part of it that I was like, okay, like this is where like, Doing something right here. And I think that's kind of where I like bought into things the most. But on the other hand, it really is promoting the most fake version of vulnerability yeah. possible because you're just like asking everyone to spit out the same narrative with like different like sequences of events or like, you know, whatever you're like, here's the template for like how this goes and see how this like fits into your life. And I mean, and then it brings people to a point to where they're spilling all this information that doesn't need to be spilled
0: right.
2: in circles of people that are not in confidence. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember lots of people thinking, Oh, I can be vulnerable about this or that struggle and tell people that they thought were close to them because they had to see each other every single fucking day in this bubble. Mm-hmm. And then when that Information was entrusted with to this other person that they didn't actually know that well. Mm-hmm. It was then used against them, mm-hmm. and it was just like so abusive. And yeah, I saw that too many times. So I kept my little lips
0: shut.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: The tornado story was good. good. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I always had it good. in my back pocket.
1: I got mine. Yeah. Service level trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it out. Everyone will love it. Whole families involved. Classic. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That is, that's so real. I mean, we went to this one conference and it was, it was like way more extreme than my church was. Mm. And it was like a bizarre experience. Like we woke up, or for me, based on like, I don't know, I feel like I had a really waspy church. Like we were like, don't talk about stuff. Like (laughs) You don't need to be that open. (laughs) And, And then we went to this convention thing and like You went out to journal on the beach every morning, and I, like, (laughs) remember being, like, oh, I need to, like, think of some deep stuff, and, like, really, like, embrace my struggles and stuff. It was, like, I didn't have a struggle. I was 14, and, like, very privileged. Yeah. But I just, like, remember that, and, like, people would be crying, and then people would go up on stage and, like, give their life to Christ, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of, like, I already did that. I don't want to, like, what? What are we doing? Why are you guys doing that? And I just remember being so, like... I wish I could do that, but I also feel uncomfortable doing that. And it was just a weird vibe of, like, I want the intention of going up and giving my life to Christ, but also, like, this doesn't feel right. feels very artificial.
2: Do you remember the name of the convention? Big Stuff. Oh, okay. Because you grew up in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's all these, like, especially in the South, there's, like, all these, like, Protestant big convention things that happen. And, like... I wouldn't have been surprised if I had known what it was, but yeah, they're...
1: You guys were there! Hang hey, well, so, <laughs> out. One of my coworkers, we were talking... She's from Georgia, and it was in Florida, and so it, like, kind of makes... Was, the, it, we, Fug-
2: like, uh, the was it Fuge? Wait. I don't know. There's this big one that happens in Pensacola.
1: Oh, interesting. I don't remember where this one was, but we, like, took a big bus, and, um... But she had gone to it, and I was like, we probably were there the same year, which is so weird to think about. Like, she's a little bit older than me, so maybe not, but, um, it was just a strange thing of, like, I probably went to the same convention as, like, a lot of people I know, and we've just never thought to bring up big stuff, Christian Youth Conference from, like, Big stuff! 2008.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I went to the National, National Catholic Youth Conference, um, NCYC. Where
2: was that held?
0: Um, it changed every year, and the year I went, it was in Indianapolis. I'm from okay. Indianapolis, so we were, like... But we were one of the home parishes, oh, so we, like, welcomed home people... Home
2: court advantage. Yeah, so we
0: welcomed people into our, um, our Catholic church, and we might... We did, like, a few masses, and I got to sing at one of them. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, Solo? Uh, I think it was just the choir. I think it was just the choir, because mm-hmm. it was, like, a... We didn't do solos besides the psalms. Oh. So no one, like, you, like performing wasn't really a thing. But I did do, like, a lot of chamber orchestra. So when you were saying earlier, like, it's really powerful when there's, like, the synth behind and things like that. I had that experience when, like, I would go to a traditional Latin mass, and it was, like, this beautiful Mm. Baroque music. And you're like, yeah, I get why people believed in God so strongly. Like, you're in this church that is gilded, this most beautiful thing you've ever seen. You eat only potatoes, and then you get to hear the, like, you cry at this music. So, I have the same experience, maybe the opposite side, where it's, like, completely, so completely unrelatable that you're, like, only God could come up with something like this. Wait, I'm sorry, go back to the potatoes. Oh, just like it, like um, i think like when Mozart wrote something and it was like peasants got to hear it for the first time only at church.
1: Uh,
2: it's like your life is so bland, I and see, then I see, you I get see. to go to. I like, was thinking this is like
1: a literal, literal. <laughs> <Especially laughs> no, <with> like donuts, <laughs> you have yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they like shoving potatoes down your throat before you go to the church.
1: Okay, I would not have left the church if they were giving me potatoes
0: all the time. No, really. I'm a
1: big potato eater. Um, big potato. I'll join your religion. <laughs> that, that was
2: a big. A big part about the church that I'm actually really grateful for, and especially the one that I grew up in, was because we kind of had this mix of the traditional and the contemporary, was um, just a big part about it was the arts. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we had our own, like, like orchestra, too. Like, and it was every, we had our own ballet company. Like, people in the state.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know about this church. Shut up. I was like, why do I know? Like, it's like a professional ballet company. Yeah. And they have a, oh my God, this girl yeah. that went to my church. I'm, my sister's going to freak out. <laughs> I'm 99% sure this girl that danced with me went and joined that company.
2: So one of the most insane things ever, like, one of my old roommates, actually, um, he he danced at Alvin Ailey. Mm,
1: cool.
2: Really good. Yeah. Um, while he literally had done workshops at the Broadway Ballet, like, studio. I mean, like, people know about this. Mm-hmm. It's insane. People
0: know. So, so like, yeah. did they do liturgical dance? Or was it just, like, supported by the church?
2: It No, it was liturgical for the most part. Like, everything is through the lens of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, like, they... I mean, I guess the most distinguishing thing was they were more traditional ballet. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of the studios in the area were offering that anymore. It was more, like, moving into modern dance.
0: Or, like competition or competition
2: style style, yeah so like so the the lead pastor who founded the church his wife was a professional ballerina Mm -hmm. and she used to live here and and so anyway when they founded this church a big part of i guess it's like so insane because it kind of sounds like president and first lady (laughs) But literally, it's the same concept where it's, like, he has his church, and, like, what's your initiative going to be? And hers was, like, I want my ministry to be, like, ballet, and, like, that's my passion, and, like, that's how I want to teach people about God. And she started a really successful ballet company through the church.
0: So, sorry, how old was your church when you joined?
2: Um, It was founded in, I think it was founded in, like, 1960. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so it's... It had been pretty established mm-hmm, at that
0: point. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, been around since 1912? No, like, no. Okay, okay, got it. No, it
2: was, it was literally started in this, like, little storefront, like, convenience store in the 60s by this guy who had, like, a revelation that he needed to be a pastor after he got back from the war and killed hundreds of people. And so, so yeah, so he like started this church and out of this like little storefront and just grew and grew. Um, I mean, the, the, the people who founded this church, they, um, they lived in a little house up the street from where I grew up and they were like a big part of my life. Like I would see them all the time. They had this notorious prayer breakfast that they would have, like, every Saturday morning.
0: Righteous Gemstone style, or, like, have you seen it? Have we all seen it? Oh, wait, White no, Shakers? I haven't seen it. See it's so good. It's more, like, the mega church, like, for-profit kind okay. of, like, narrative, um, but there is this infamous, like, every Sunday after church, they go, like, upstairs at, like, a... It's like an Outback Steakhouse or something, and it's, like, oh, okay. to be invited upstairs is a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, no, yes. literally, okay.
2: Okay, this, to me, I would describe as, like, okay so we're all holier than thou but are you even more holier mm. than thou and like are you really wanting to be part of the club well you should come to this prayer breakfast at 7am on Saturday mornings because it shows that you're going to give up wanting to sleep in and you would rather be part of this community
0: I really wanted you to pray at the butt Crack of Dawn oh that was God. such a big thing
2: <laughs> it is insane well anyway so yeah so like, I mean I am so so tangential to this that like when when the prayer breakfast when they they both passed away now actually very recently Mm. um but when they got too old to keep hosting it it moved to my house because it was right down the street so like i just remember like in college that happened when i was in college so i was never home thank Mm -hmm, god mm -hmm. but like i remember i remember my dad being like well if you're ever home like on saturday like we have the prayer breakfast coming i literally told my dad one day i was just like i'm sorry i don't want to sit around and like listen to a bunch of white nationalist old men like pray Mm -hmm. quote-unquote pray about these things yeah so it was like really insane but like they founded this truly out of like they had no resources Mm -hmm. they just did it and it turned into this insane bubble thing that is controlling the state of Alabama. (laughs) i mean like the arts were big you were exposed to a lot it was like it wasn't tacky it really wasn't it's like (laughs) that's one weird thing about it was like i mean yes there's there are parts that were actually tacky but like as a whole the the undertone of it was like this is high production this is like we love god and we love art Mm, and we're gonna like combine the two and it was really it was actually really cool
1: I think a lot of megachurches have, like, really cool music programs, mm-hmm. which is, like, as we were saying, a little bit manipulative sometimes. No, it's, but... it's
2: the definition of, like, a cult. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. draw them in with this, and then they don't want
1: to leave. I So, listeners, we were talking about the podcast Good Christian Fun, which mm-hmm. we love, and um, they were saying on an episode that I was listening to recently that, like, a lot of the people they talked to, their first interaction with the arts was at church. And, like, the things that they're really interested in, they, like, developed at church and the choir and the music and things like that. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I literally did, like skits at church and was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Like I want to be an actress. Like didn't do acting elsewhere. Was just doing it at church. Like remember I did this like funny one about bullying and like everybody was like, Oh, she's so funny. And I'm like, I did literally think that's when I was like, I have to be funny now. (laughs) Like everyone here thinks I'm funny. So it is it's like a good outlet yeah. in a lot of ways for like creative energy great podcast if you like this it podcast so- you if you like if you like this
0: podcast theirs is more established in <laughs> a little bit theirs has
1: sponsors
0: and and sound
1: quality <laughs>
2: <laughs> they that podcast actually was the beginning of me deconstructing like really? everything
1: yeah that's so interesting well I think That takes us into our next question. Well, if we want to explore this topic.
0: Yeah. Um, So next we asked, what made you sad? So that can be what made you step away? What Mm -hmm. made you physically sad? Like, um, yeah, we'll just let you take the floor.
2: Um, Kevin T. Porter and Caroline Ely have corrupted me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, they, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say this. That, there, I mean, there were a lot of things like growing up that I questioned, but it would immediately stop questioning it because... I would realize, oh, if I question this any further, that means it's the end of literally everything as I know it, and I will be ostracized from this community. Um, so, like, going to college obviously was, like, very helpful for that. But at the same time, I was I was in school in Alabama. So, like, it wasn't...
0: You went to a university in Alabama?
2: No, I went to Auburn University. So okay, it's okay. on the other side of the state. I
0: meant to say university... You went to school in Alabama and then I said you went oh. to university in Alabama You're very
2: not British. of Oh, 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 you oh, I thought you said of. Okay. No, I see. I, um yeah, no. I mean like I went to college in, you know, Auburn is in Alabama and there's still a very like heavy Christian presence <laughs> there. Um so like I was I had definitely not given up on the church when I went to college, but I definitely wanted a little bit more progressive. I wanted people that cared about poor people. I wanted people that like cared about black people, Um, was still like very like self-hating homo, like, like internalized homophobia at that point. Um, But like, I still wanted people that seemed like they cared about people who were sinners or whatever. Um, But those questions I would quickly squelch because I was actually making really good friends in college, this community, like wonderful people that I still keep up with today. Um, we just have a lot of differing opinions, but... The religious community there. Yes. Okay. Um, some of them have actually kind of come the direction that I have. I wouldn't say as liberally, and I use that in that literal definition of the word, not any mm-hmm. political affiliation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I... But I distinctly remember being home on Christmas break. Um, God, I think it was my junior year. And um, just discovering that podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I grew up with all of this stuff. Because, like, when they first started off, they would be critiquing I guess, I mean, the whole concept was, like, critiquing stuff in Christian pop culture. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was kind of niche. Like, people even within the bubble that I grew up in did not know about some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I like so. That's, as a Catholic, it was, like, it's hard for me to listen to the episodes. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I truly have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I am now a Daigle stan. I love Lauren Daigle. <laughs> um, the
2: Daigle bagel. The
0: Daigle bagel. Um, So, like, I've learned a lot about that. But, like, there is no Catholic pop culture. We, have, we had mm-hmm. VeggieTales. So it, which like... is
2: the kind of the gym episode at the beginning where mm-hmm. they're like it was nice for me to hear stuff like this is artistically great
1: yeah
2: it's cute it's fun for kids like some of it is a little bit problematic now looking back mm-hmm. at it but like for the most like the part song? Oh, Not God. Great. yeah <laughs>
0: But one like, of our mini mini games was um like is this a real or fake oh song?
2: And oh God! Oh yes, I remember that one.
1: <laughs> and then we did... watched them and we were like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs>
2: Interesting. Yeah, but like that episode, actually, I remember being like, I-, I was like grasping for like, okay, the way I grew up, is there any legitimacy to it? Mm-hmm. And, like, coming to the realization that, like, oh, my God, there were all these incredible things. And, like, it was really cool to hear all those things. And then I still remember, like, hearing some of the earlier episodes and then getting into, like, the weeds of, like, the legitimacy of heaven or hell. Or, like, like, you know, they start talking about, like, you know, the queer circle within the church pretty early on and Mm -hmm. being like, oh, I don't agree with that. But, like, you know, like, (laughs) but I can filter that out. And, like, the more and more I listened to it, I was just like, no, you need to, like, you have recognized all of these things are true your entire life. You just have not been in a space to actually safely question them. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that podcast really did spur a lot of like me actually wanting to question and really dig into that. And so,
1: Shout out to Kevin and Caroline. (laughs) It's a very good podcast. You should definitely listen to it. Sid and I have talked about a lot about how like we really loved our upbringing. And so it's hard to be like, like, I feel like even when I was in high school, really, I was starting to like question some of the stuff that people said at church. But I was like, I still really like it here. And I have a lot of fun. I like singing. (laughs) I like, like a lot of the... Accoutrements that come mm-hmm, with church, mm-hmm. and so I think, and same thing with me in college. Like I was like struggling to find my Christian community, and it's like because there wasn't really one that was aligned with what I wanted. I eventually went to um RUF. Did you ever go? Oh there? my god!
2: <laughs> my sister was employed by RUF for yeah, like a little over a year.
1: I-, I liked RUF. It was very. I mean, Carolina is pretty liberal, so like there had to be a liberal. Um, I went to UNC, Chapel Hill. Yeah. Um, there had to be a liberal Bible group, but like some of them, I mean, my sister was part of a group that was like very conservative.
2: So I don't know if you know this, RUF is actually a ministry of the PCA.
1: Wait, interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay, but one. their whole thing is like, no one is too good to be beyond the need of God's grace. No one so, is too bad to be beyond the need. This
2: is what's insane. Like, that's upsetting. what has happened? Well, don't be terribly upset because, yeah. well, I mean, I hate pretty much all religion at this point. So whatever, but like, <laughs> The deal with RUF is, and this is coming from, like, sources that are pretty well knowledgeable about it and are in the circle. But um, when they, when the PCA has their general assembly, um, which is essentially, like, how the church, like, government works and, like, how they have all their checks and balances for, like, each other within this umbrella organization, for the most part, the pretty much every PCA church is more progressive now and Barwood and some other like original founding churches are like still in the past. Mm. And because of the weight that those churches carry, they're still like dictating a ton of shit and it's
0: Mm. really
2: annoying. Um, I actually knew a lot of people who did the RUF thing where when you graduate you go and work as an RUF person at another like university mm-hmm. who identified as queer in some capacity but like were proclaiming themselves as like celibate they were going to live celibate lives but there's this huge like debate within the PCA that recently happened um about whether you can proclaim that you are a gay Christian and then there's subsets of that it's like well if you were a gay Christian are you acting on that or are you like recognizing that it is in your life but you are not going to act on it and like Briarwood and some of these other churches would say no like you can't even say that you're a gay Christian which is insane because then these people who identified as queer who worked at RUF were not allowed to work anymore because they were like, well, no, like, we are saying that we are, we're, we're saying that this is a struggle in our life that we deal with on a daily basis. Like, we're not going to ignore it, mm-hmm. but, like, we're not acting on it. But even they were, like, not allowed to, like, do that. Wow. So it's, wow. it's a huge, RUF has, like, tried to actually steer the other way and... So if that makes you like feel better yeah, about our US, it
1: well, it's literally like there was like crew, and yeah. we I guess there were campus crusaders before our time, and then there were crew, and then there was like a subsect of crew that was Greek life, yes. Which is, did you guys have that too?
2: Yeah, Auburn, Auburn had it. Basically, Auburn, was Auburn, Greek all Greek was yeah. crew was all Greek people. It mm-hmm. was, it was kind of insane. Yeah,
1: ours was kind of like crew was. Outside of the Greek system, and then Greek life was inside of the Greek system. I went to Greek life for a little while, and then I was like, okay, we're already separating ourselves from the rest yeah. of campus by being in sororities. Like, why would we continue to do this? And then I went to RUF, which was like, I mean, more. we at Auburn, we called like them... the Democrats with RUF. No, we literally,
2: <laughs> we called, we. At Auburn, we called the people who went to RUF the granola Christians.
1: Literally, Chocos, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. And the the band was really good because they played like folk music.
2: Yeah, it was like all like, um, what was the name of that band? I cannot remember, but it's like contemporary hymns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're really beautiful. They're just like stripped down, like very acoustic, very like artful. I loved. I love. I used to listen to a lot of like the RUF stuff when I was still like very much on board in
1: college i i mean i didn't know it was all gonna come back to good christian fun (laughs) they should pay us for this episode no they Um, should we just all we're actually just just don't want to cease and
0: desist is all we do (laughs) (laughs) they would be like uh two girls talking about jesus
2: well i mean it is funny that like one of my favorite things about that podcast was like even early on they started leading into a whole like amy grant thing yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: my friends in college will tell you that, like, one of my favorite things was, like, pulling Amy Grant songs out of nowhere and, like, cueing it. And, like, <laughs> because I grew up so Christian and, like, but also recognized that, like, she kind of has some bops and yeah. Yeah. and it was very i was
1: listening to it today to prepare <laughs> yeah you're, you're about to transition hard for
0: us which is great oh really yes, yes. oh my god okay okay
2: okay okay but no it was just funny because like my friends in college like kind of would joke that like she was like my favorite artist even though it's not at all the case but she was kind of like influential in my life mm-hmm. Ad. So then and she
0: has, like, more progressive views, too, personally.
2: She, uh, yeah, for the most part. But uh, she also kind of chooses to be, like, very Switzerland on things, I think.
0: Yeah. She's, like, vocal when she, yeah. not, when it's convenient and
1: yeah. a little and quiet.
2: Like, yeah. Kevin and Caroline did an incredible interview with her. Mm-hmm. Um... You should definitely listen to it. But um
1: they interviewed her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. They
0: had her and Kirk Franklin was like, My dad really likes gospel. And so when they had Kirk Franklin on, I was like, okay, well it was really
2: funny because they had Kirk Franklin and then like the episode after was like or like the week after it aired was when he got like majorly canceled. (laughs) Which and and then they joke about it later. But um yeah, so like but then like when I I don't know I kind of, like, made it this funny brand for me of, like, Amy Grant. And, like, a lot of gays love to, like, attach themselves to, like, a pop diva. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've never really, like, found that in any sort of capacity. But it's usually someone who, like, really influenced them during that time of their life when they were realizing that they were queer in some capacity. And so I really, I like, kind of realized, this, like, I mean, I guess the only person I really had for that was, like, Amy Grant and, like, whatever <laughs> Britney Spears are I heard on the radio. But, like... <laughs> i don't know it's really i love like the route that they've taken with like you know really keeping her alive in that way and it's it's very funny to me and i really a lot to
1: it so oh, that's so fun yeah they always talk about zoe girl and i yeah. i'm like <laughs> i don't even think i was that into zoe girl i was into this other group and i like cannot figure out what they're called carlo girl Yes. Yeah. That.
2: There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My cousin had like an album, and she always got like the. They're new... like the rocker chicks. They're, there's like three of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like
0: sisters.
1: Because we would be like, I'm the brown headed one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. So,
0: yeah. Did yeah. your sister read Brio Mag?
2: Um, she didn't, but we did have um, so Focus on the Family had all those magazines. I'm pretty mm-hmm. wait, Brio was through Focus on the Family. I'm pretty sure.
1: Really.
2: Yeah. Okay, so had this other magazine that we definitely got i think it was more like unisex mm-hmm. and we got a few issues of that but um my sister did love rebecca st james mm-hmm. who was like i guess kind of like if you could take a christian artist and put them into a brio magazine she would be like the perfect one um yeah i and i definitely remember are struggling
0: for cover girls now it's like just really like dynasty grandchildren That's-
2: oh my god <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, it Wait, do you want to hear something really it, scary? We, it
0: rebooted, which I was like, does anybody remember this? And everyone's like, no. And I was like, well, it's back. And they're like, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, that's insane. Because,
0: like, that was, like, a birthday present Wait, for, my for my grandma one year.
2: Did they do an episode on Brio?
0: I'm not sure and I need to listen to it because it did. like, okay. I didn't know about it because yes. I, I talked to you about it because every time I meet like someone who's Christian because no one um like in my Catholic circles ever read Brio right. and I remember reading it and like my favorite quote from them of all time was it was right when Taylor Swift's debut album came out and somebody there was like a little you could write in in the back it was like I'm struggling with this, I want some advice on this, and 90% of it was, can you buy me, like, asking the magazine to buy them a purity ring, I was, oh my God. <laughs> I was super into purity culture, like, I really wanted a purity ring, that's another story, and the listeners have heard it, but, um, one of my favorite thing was, she was like, can I listen to Taylor Swift, and they go, no, she disobeys her parents, she talks low, and she slams doors. <laughs> That
2: is so funny.
0: <laughs> I was like, "This is a little bit." Strange. Well,
2: you just wait for like <laughs> 2013 because she's about to get really racy. She's about, like, to, get.
0: <laughs> she's about to talk to gay people. Yeah. <laughs> um. God. Yeah. So that I that is like it will stick in my mind forever. And then it was always like my boyfriend knows what porn is, and they're like, "Yeah, dump him, dump him. He's a <laughs> penis. Get dump him. <laughs> no, that's bad. That's bad. Oh bad. Juju. Yeah." So um I always like to ask anybody if they know about That's Brio Mag. Yeah. And there's like no archives online the way I want to like write I want to get a masters in something so I can write a thesis on the impact of Brio Mag and there's like no archives anywhere.
2: So you can't even go to com to find you it. You
0: kind of can but like it was the early 90s they just like didn't archive anything. So they have like you can like find the covers and oh, there was one. I cover. don't remember what they looked at on Good Christian <laughs> Fun because I thought they looked at an old one. Maybe they found. It. Maybe they. Did. I think you can buy. You can buy them on eBay, but there's oh, no okay. like digital archive anywhere. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, I think we can probably
1: move. Speaking of like um, pop culture, yes. Well, we got to do. We got to do a good girl glossary. Oh my goodness! Sorry, I keep. We, we I was so just excited for the this game. to the episode. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> but so we have been talking just kind of like every time something comes up, we're like, ha, oh, add it to the good girl glossary. But then we were like, actually, we should make one that's really funny. So, we have started um, a good girl glossary. I think Sid told you about some of the things that we've added to it, like being obsessed with Lion, the witch in the wardrobe. (laughs) Um, What were some of the. Oh, clear mascara. Clear mascara. Wait,
2: what's the context of clear mascara? Like.
1: So when it's I... it's makeup, non
0: makeup, so you can like still it's it's
1: it's basically makeup in a god honoring way, girl-defined vibes, yeah. Also, when I was in middle school, I was allowed to wear makeup. My parents didn't care, but my friends were not allowed to wear makeup, and I wanted to because I thought it was fun. And I but I was like, I don't want to be like uh-oh, wearing black <laughs> mascara in the seventh grade. So I got clear mascara and I would wear that to be so like, not truly totally beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, not passing the presidential fitness test is another one that we both identified with. I couldn't even pass the you vice presidential. You seem more physically fit
1: than us, so you okay. might not relate
0: to that. <laughs> but, well, also, it's not the same in every um, every state. Like, some places didn't have the presidential. They had the pacer,
2: I guess. I literally never even heard of that. Oh, the pacer. <gasps> Shut up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just did,
2: unlocked a core memory. did the
1: pacer. Oh, we, we did the pacer that was, was scary about, as about, hell
2: that little beep sound that it would make
1: um <laughs> okay, okay yeah all so all, to say.
0: Say, all to say do you have an addition to the good girl glossary wait yeah.
2: can it be can it be like a a life practice
0: yes yeah
2: um i'm saving myself for heterosexual marriage
1: <laughs> I, I am
2: that. i'm still a virgin mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, by the definition that I had for a or long like, time. not sex. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, is this, is you, this is it's real? It's basically the loophole. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> no. Okay, 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 okay. Oh my god, no. Um, What is it, um, the backdoor loophole? What, what is the, um, uh, what is her name? They have the little joke about it. Like the In Christian Glee? loophole or something. No, they're like, it's not holonotes, but that's their joke name. Okay. Give oh, me I a moment. Do you know what I'm right. talking
1: about? But I do remember like a few people in high school. I mean they weren't like strong Christian people. But I remember a few people in high school being like I have I have since found count. out there was a lot of
0: blowjobs going on at oh my, my high school. We we were um my my circle of friends, my parents listen, um big OTPHJ people. <laughs> you know about those, right? No, I
2: know open
0: that, the, oh, the, open the, the pants good- oh,
2: wow. job? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, okay, people. People in my high school also were, also were just...
0: poorly executed,
1: <laughs> poorly executed OTP shit. It's good OTP. I think you, I
0: think you can be successful, and I don't I don't think we're.
2: I mean, people in my high school were doing nasty shit, but it was like, it was not like cemented into like the culture.
0: Yeah. Mm. It was like very not hush like, hush. like not like a Morgan soaking. Thing. Yeah. Oh I mean... Garfunkel and oats. Oh. It's oh, called it the
2: loophole,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a, like um, I'm Christian, so put it in my butt. Um, well,
1: absolutely on my part, yes. added to the glossary. Saving your sex for he- wow. saving yourself wow. for, for heterosexual, heterosexual
0: marriage.
2: Sex. The Catholics are branding this
1: shit. <laughs> it's here. We love it. Okay, we- Sid has a little sound that she does that we put. Oh yeah, go. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> just my voice, and then we edited it. I was I was trying to find a sound, and then I was like, actually, Sid crushed it. Let's just do it. Alright, uh, okay, I think we can move into our game. I- which we're so excited for, <laughs> so as
0: we've been hinting at, um, yeah, we have a game specifically tailored for you, and it is called oh, I wanna what's the name of the game? I, Hugh- Nope. I- I grant Hugh i am I'm gonna start it again. <laughs> it's specifically tailored for you, and it is called oh, I wanna what's the name of the game? I grant Hugh a wish. Um, and that so we all they all have dumb names. Your mouth is a gape and I'm obsessed with that. Dumb is not the word I would use. No, they all have clever clever, clever names. Like but so punny that they can get a little hard to decipher what the game is about. But basically we're gonna tell you a fact and you're gonna tell us if it's Amy Grant or Hugh Grant.
2: Oh my god. Okay, this is incredible.
1: A lot of time went into this game. Really? Oh my talk. god, I'm really impressed. No, I'm kidding, I did it Truly, um, <laughs> when Chase shared your Twitter handle, Becca was like, I'm on
0: it. I Becca was, I've was been like, trying I, to think I have Amy
1: Grant-themed games. At first, I was just going to do a true or false, like a trivia, but then I was like, mm, that's not exciting enough. And then I was like, yes. <laughs> you know
2: what's um speaking of that it's really funny i get a lot of people in my dms sometimes who literally think i'm amy grant
0: and
1: they like jesus was telling us that that's so it's like if they didn't look at any co- of yeah. your content no. also <laughs> like the fact that program. she would be amy underscore grant underscore y'all it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like she couldn't even get her own name like no, amy grant
2: funny.
1: oh so good incredible okay well becca i think you should take the Okay, um, so most of the questions will be like which grant, and then you'll just say the first name of the grant that this question's okay. referring to. Um, so which grant has four children? Amy. Yes, you're right, Amy. Do you know any of their names?
2: Oh God, no. Yeah. I I know one just got married.
1: Well, they don't really have interesting names, but <laughs> three of them are Chapmans and one is a Gill. Okay,
2: I was gonna say which ones are Chapmans. Okay.
1: I bet the Gill is younger because that.
2: Yeah, she was. She I mean, was born, I, I think, in them, like early 2000s like yeah. right after they
1: good job one point yes and apparently
0: fun fact hugh has five children with two to w- two women oh yes uh, well, sorry i left that out okay
1: i thought he had like 12 which is why i wrote that question because i like <laughs> i i knew that hugh grant had like he's gonna you should look him up on wikipedia sometimes he's done a lot of like back and forthsies but mm-hmm. um he doesn't have as many children as i thought
0: okay question two which grant has released a song called don't write me off hugh Hugh, yes. yes, it was featured in Music and Lyrics.
2: I honestly guessed, but I was just like, there is, there, there's gotta be, like, some random ass song that he <laughs> released as, like, some sort of publicity song.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, which Grant is 61 years old? Amy. Trick question, it's both. Oh, it's both? Okay. <laughs> two months apart. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Can you believe it? can I can't. But I'm glad that you, you were like, she's sixty. I mean, so. I knew that she was. <laughs> I love that. Do you know her birthday? Oh, God i don't
2: either i don't either no i just yeah i she's i know that she's just like like almost exactly my mom's age Mm -hmm. and like my mom mom loves her
0: okay i'm gonna read a quote that uh a quote said about one of the grants but i'm gonna make it gender neutral okay Okay. they perceive flaws in themselves and other people and they care about their humanity nonetheless hugh hugh that
1: was about hugh a lot of the other quotes about Hugh would never have applied to Amy Grant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say it was like, you should have picked like some really like hilarious quote from like his days where he was like notoriously like getting prostitutes right in law. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll come up. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Stay tuned. Okay, number five. Which Grant's ex is married to someone with a 23 year age gap? Oh, Amy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, it's weird. I remember going down a rabbit hole of that recently.
2: Well, I still don't like I don't think we really know exactly like what went down with their mm-hmm. marriage and I wonder I wonder what was going on at the yeah. time.
1: Well if this was I saw that she said something um in an interview about like she was like everybody thinks that I like met Vince Gill and then just like, yes immediately. no I still
2: remember my mom literally like being devastated mm-hmm. because like divorce was like
1: yeah so often mm-hmm. and
2: then mm-hmm. cheating was on top of it it was just like
1: Yeah, and she basically was just like, our marriage had been dead for a really, really long time. Which is sad. But, you know, now he's found love in Cassie Chapman, Mm -hmm. star of Private Lives of Nashville Wives. (laughs) (laughs) And now Amy
0: is living in Hotel California. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Which grant faced criticism for seemingly condoning premarital sex?
2: Um, okay. So, I do, I feel like I have context for, for both. Okay. I mean, I don't think, uh... Let's say Hugh.
0: It's Amy. Okay. I wasn't
2: sure if it was explicit, but...
0: So, I'll, I'll read the quote that apparently stirred the drama. In an interview early in her career, Grant stated, I have a healthy sense of right and wrong, but sometimes, for example, using foul exclamation point words among friends can be good for a laugh. The article, which was based on that interview, was constructed in such a manner so as to make it appear as though Grant condoned premarital sex. Later, Grant reflected on how the article misrepresented her views, stating, We probably talked for two hours about sexual purity when the interview finally came out it, he worded it in such a way that it sounded like I was condoning premarital sex. So I picked up that article and thought, You've made me say something I've never said, and you've totally disregarded two hours of Bible put into one flippant comment I made
1: about a moan.
2: Wow. Was that the article when her unguarded to her? I don't know. Because they've actually talked about this on Good Christian Fun, and I didn't know about this until I talked about it. But, yeah, they have all... Maybe it's not the same article, but there was this other article about, like, she was dressing too racy, and, like, she was wearing pants, and that was, like, a big deal. Like, yeah, it was, like, all these things that they were just... Like, the CCM industry just, like, looked into as hard as possible. Did
0: you watch the documentary? The CCM documentary they talked about on Good Christian Fun?
2: Oh, no, I haven't watched it yet. I... Is that the one that like Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith and like a bunch of other people I are think in? So. Yeah.
0: Didn't two come out like right at the same time? Oh, there was the one about CCM, and then there's the one about Hillsong.
2: Oh, right. Um, the Hillsong one I haven't watched yet. I, I've heard that it's kind of just like a bunch of information I already knew, but and, like, like
0: isn't actually that doesn't look. I like I, I haven't eye. watched it though, so okay. I don't I don't know. They seem to say it didn't look with too critical
1: of an eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that Amy got a lot of criticism for being too of the world.
2: Yes, I and I remember, I even remember my mom talking about that kind of stuff.
1: Alright, which grant won $125,000 for charity on Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Hugh. It was Amy. It was Amy? Yeah, it was Amy. She was no on like way. a rock star edition and she won. Shut up, I have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Do we know what charity it was? I'm assuming no.
1: No. I don't. Her Wikipedia was very vague.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which Grant almost went to school for a PhD in history of art, also known as art history.
1: Hugh. Said the history <laughs> of art. It must Hugh. be yeah, it's Hugh. It must be a British thing. The history. Of the art. history of no. art. He went to university. I for need, the history I of, Hugh of art. Hugh Grant does
2: not know anything about
1: art. <laughs> <laughs> He's <see>. Hugh Grant's <laughs> Wikipedia page is like basically like. Hugh never wanted to be famous. He never even really wanted to act. He just fell into it. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, he must have been pushing this narrative so hard. It's just like, he just ah, stumbled onto a stage. <laughs> it's so He woke funny. up one morning in the middle of a soundstage, and he's like, I guess if you're going to force me. He <laughs> hates being famous. He never wanted to act. He wanted to study art history, but he didn't get a grant, so fine. I'll, I'll be in some rom-coms. <laughs> Amazing. So
0: <God>. funny. <laughs> Which Grant fell in love with someone else while married to someone else?
2: Well, do we know the actual details of this? (laughs) I guess She
1: She makes it sound like she fell in love with Vince while married to Gary, but, like, her, her marriage to Gary was basically over, is what I read. Right.
0: So, like, they were still married, but maybe not, like, emotionally connected. Okay, so, Amy. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Amy. I honestly feel silly asking you trivia about this. Well, no, I,
2: no, I was supposed to say, I was like, maybe, like, hopefully this indicates that I only know random shit about Amy Gray. Yeah. I mean, actually, like, her biggest fan, it's not, kind of getting concerning. Yeah.
1: Well, so the thing that I read said that when she first met him, it, she was, like, really enamored by him. So it was, like, yeah. from the start, she was kind of like, oh, and then he, like, wrote a song about her before she got a divorce. and but I but it was kind of like he didn't say it was about her until later and now it's kind of like okay fine like yes but we were (laughs) she was in a loveless marriage basically um which grant cheated on their significant other with a sex worker while in a committed relationship you yeah you and which grant suffered worst repercussions for their thing
2: I
0: would say Amy. Oh no. yeah, for sure. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, "Amy, lol, Hugh is a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a scoundrel, you know. He's just God. like he's just like a silly little guy. He's also British. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, do we all remember the day we found out about Tiger Woods? Oh
1: my God! <laughs> and then no. Oh my gosh! Every time somebody like people are always like, I just love Tiger, and I'm like. Oh, y'all are not like me because I do not forgive people. (laughs) I don't forgive and I'll never forget. I'll be on my deathbed and be like, tiger. Literally. (laughs) I always say this. I'm like, with my friends, like, you know, when they're boyfriends made them cry in college, I'm like, I'm thinking about that, on the altar, holding flowers, why'd you, why'd you bail on your plants, I'm death so mad death on your bouquet, <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago, well, congratulations, you did great, yes, that was amazing. the final question, oh, thank you, really, very, very well impressive, I, I,
2: that was a really great concept for a game,
1: thank I you so much, really well. that's, that's a Becca special, thank you, I, I love a crunch time game planning, honestly, that's <laughs> when we do our best work, it's been in the back of my little brain all weekend, and then today I was like, oh, Q versus Amy. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Um, so there's not much else to do, but our last segment, which is just past the offertory plate. Is there anything you would like to plug? Hi, it's Sid, not Matt plugging himself. I just want to disclaimer that there is about to be some funky audio in the next few minutes. But if you stay tuned and bear with us, you can learn how you can get some free merch. Doesn't that sound exciting? Okay, go Matt.
2: If you want, you can follow me on Twitter at amy underscore grant underscore y'all um fair warning i'm super annoying (laughs) Um, and if you need any architectural or interiors services just let me know
1: i i am becca stevenson you can follow me on instagram the becca stevenson you can follow me on tiktok and twitter at the real underscore becca um, that's it. Every time I do that, I'm like, I should have more to say, right? And then I'm like, those sometimes are Sometimes you say your are LinkedIn, sometimes you don't. You know what? I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> if you reach out to me on LinkedIn and aren't weird, because I have gotten weird LinkedIn messages, people would ask me on dates from TikTok on LinkedIn, and I'm like, just because I posted that I worked in advertising didn't mean you could look me up and send me a creepy message on LinkedIn. <laughs> and it's also like if you were cute, that would have worked. But <laughs> she's also know. engaged now, so don't think about it. Yeah, don't yeah. even think about <laughs> asking me out on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, I have a LinkedIn and I'm single. Um, slide on it? Slide on
0: it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Sid, period, the period king on TikTok and Instagram. And I think that you can look me up on LinkedIn. It's inaccurate. I'll say that. Because <laughs> as of right now, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, I'm in SAG if you want to cast me in something. And... This is great. <laughs> you're amazing
1: <gonna laughs> job. Call Fran
2: Drescher. Call Fran. If you know Fran Drescher, call If her. you know
0: Fran... Call. Oh, yeah. My my president, Wait, Fran. She,
2: yeah, she just she, became president, right?
0: Not just. Um, like, this year. Okay. But I, I joined in March, and she was my president, and I was, like, considering joining, not joining, and then I got let go from my last job, and I was like, well, I might as well join, and I was like, oh, under Fran? Yeah. yeah. Under Fran. <laughs> um, and you can follow Good Girls Gone Sad on TikTok and Instagram at Sad, and you can email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com. And you can also come to a live show when we have another one. I'm realizing now this will probably air after our next live show at Club Coming. Yeah, probably.
1: But probably. we'll do another one if people but we'll come do another to one. this one. <laughs> yes.
0: And um, once again, if you are, we see that some of you are listening from strange cities. So if you are listening from a city and you would like us to come, let us know. Becca and I also want you to know that we will send you a good Girls Gone Sad sticker yep yeah, that's right merch we have merch and we will mail it to your home all you have to do is leave us a little review on apple podcast doesn't even have to be five stars just screenshot it and dm it to the good girls gone side instagram with your mailing address and a sticker will arrive at your door
1: yes um also we just want to shout out our amazing dj dj skipped my luke um he made our incredible theme song and we love it so much. We will probably use it in our show next Wednesday, which will have already happened by the time we do this. Um so f- give him a follow. At Skip to my Luke underscore. At I don't think so. Yes. Okay. We really like DJ Skip to my Luke. He's a great guy and He's he makes a wonderful person podcast theme song. I Think we can end our Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, go
0: listen to Good Christian Fun and um follow Kevin on OnlyFans. It seems like he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I wondered like I haven't even looked for anything, if, how real that is, but like, it's so funny. If cool. it's
1: really if a penny a month. What is she on? What is the movie one? Oh, Letterbox. Letterboxd. You can follow oh me. No, on actually, letterbox. follow me
0: on Letterbox. Oh, I need to
1: get one. Um, My photo
0: is kind of cool. It's me with some stormtroopers at Tribeca. <laughs> and uh, we'll ask for the story.
1: Wow. I yeah. want to hear it, but not today. Not, not today. <laughs> We're done here. All right. Thank you so much, yes, Matt. Thank you so we much having you. You. Thank you for having me. Bye. It was a
0: Bye. Oh, no, okay.